On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks take on a big test with the Milwaukee Bucks. How they do? We'll talk about that and more on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angston, media member and NBA channel manager for Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show, making Locked On Maps your first listen today, where the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below. Let us know in the comment section what's one reason the Mavericks lost to the Bucks in this game. If you're watching on YouTube, I am not being held hostage. I am uh, visiting family, uh, friends of family, and I am here in Houston. And this is the only spot I can record. I've, I've looked everywhere. I'm stuck in this one room, and it is dark in here. And honestly, let me tell you, it's better with this lighting than the alternative. If I turn this lighting on above me, it would look like I am in. Uh, it would look like I am a 13 year old starting a Twitch stream to stream Fortnite. So you don't want that. I don't want that. Enjoy the audio. Should be fine. If you're listening on audio and you're confused, this is what it is. All right. I'm going to talk today a lot about this this Mavericks versus Bucks game. We're going to talk about the test that the Dallas Mavericks faced because this was one of the first in a four-game stretch that I think is a very good test for this Dallas Mavericks team. How did they do? How did Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving do? We saw a couple of twists here and there that I think show some real promise for this Mavericks team. Grant Williams, Derek Lively, great things to take away from this game, even though it was a loss. We'll talk about some of that stuff. I also, We also need to talk about where it went wrong, and I want to start there. Where did it go wrong for the Dallas Mavericks? Because in this game, there was many different instances, including that fourth quarter where you just looked at it and you went, man, that's the Dallas Mavericks team I was really hoping for. That's the team that I look at and say, okay, I believe in this team. This team is real, right? There's been all these people. You've heard it. You've heard all these people say, you know what, let's just wait and see on the Dallas Mavericks. Well, they're 9-3 they're and three coming into this. Let's wait and see what happens with the Dallas, Dallas Mavericks team. Their schedule has been so soft. Such a soft schedule for the Dallas Mavericks. Everybody's waiting and seeing on the Dallas Mavericks. But some of the things I saw in this game, some of these moments, including that third quarter, showed me, man, they've really got something. They, they can really figure some stuff out. This is a team that's got some juice, that's got some staying power, that can actually win games in the NBA. This is what you need to do to win games in the NBA. And it starts that third quarter run. I want to focus on the positive first, and then we'll talk about the fourth quarter collapse, right? It just seemed like that second half was just a tail. wasn't even a tail of two halves, tail of two quarters for the Mavericks, third and fourth. So let's start with the good in it. The third quarter, Mavericks start after a you know a little run at the end of the the second quarter. Mavs are down by ten and end up cutting it all the way to two right at the end of the the first half. And then to start the third quarter, they the Mavericks got into it. The Mavericks were like motivated. They were coming out of the gates. They were ready to go. And Giannis was inexplicably taking a bunch of jumpers. Uh, Giannis in the game. Damian Lillard in the game. Chris Middleton not in the game for the Bucks, And so Giannis was just jacking up a bunch of jumpers to beginning, beginning of that third quarter. And the Mavs said, hey, we'll take it because you've been killing us on the inside. We'll just take any jumpers you're going to take in front of us. And the Mavericks get out to a 15-1 run. And there was two things that happened in that 15-1 run to start that third quarter that I just absolutely loved. And I want to see more of it, and we needed to see more of it. And that was Luka setting a screen for Kyrie. We've seen the Luka, Derek Lively pick and roll. Obviously, you've seen the 
the Luca Dwight Powell pick and roll. You've seen even the Luca Grant Williams. You've seen Luca Derek Jones Jr. Used, but we need to see more of the Luca Kyrie setting screens for each other. That I think is going to be a huge and incredible offense for the Mavericks. We haven't seen it a ton this year, and in that run. Mavericks were starting out to a 13-0 run, and then at the eight-minute mark, Luca sets a screen for Kyrie. Kyrie then, you know, Luca and Kyrie being guarded by Pat Connaughton and Malik Beasley. Malik Beasley has been tasked for this Bucks team as a three and D player. He's not. He doesn't have the D. He's got the three. He doesn't have the D. We talk about this all the time with three and D players. You gotta have both. You gotta have the D. And Malik Beasley doesn't really have that. And so the Mavericks said, all right, we're going to attack this. And we got these two guys that are smaller defenders and not as capable defenders as, as the ones that we've had before. And so they run it. Kyrie gets a layup because he attacks it. Another one again. Luka screens for Kyrie. Kyrie gets a jumper out of it. And the Mavericks, that's how they kind of you know ended that that run right there for the Mavericks to get a 15-1 run. They get a 15-1 run. They're up by 12 at that point, even though they had been down by 10 earlier in the second. It was an incredible swing of, of plays and an incredible sequence for the Mavericks. You saw a ton of really good stuff in there. And that Luka and Kyrie screening action, that's something that I'm really watching, something I'm really looking into. And that was some of the positive in that first for the Mavericks. <sighs> All right, let's get, let's get to the fourth quarter because this is where it kind of fell apart. You have... The Mavericks that had a 10-point lead, about nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. You're thinking, man, are they really going to do this? Luka's in, Kyrie's in, nine minutes left. They're up by 10. And then it just kind of starts going downhill. And it's okay. The Mavericks have fought through some things in this game. You're not too worried about the Bucks coming in like a steamroll. This is a different Bucks team. This Bucks team doesn't defend the way they used to. So when the Bucs start to like get on a roll offensively, you're worried about it because it's, it's, Gian- it's Giannis and it's Damian Lillard. But you're not terrified of it the way you would if the Bucks in the past had started to go on an offensive run. Because the Bucks in the past going on an offensive run, they're killing you on defense on the other end anyway. And so you have no shot if that Bucks team goes on an offensive run. But when this Bucks team does, it kind of feels like, all right, we just got to keep pace with this team for a little bit. And then us get enough stops to beat them if you're the Dallas Mavericks talking. And so it starts to slip away. Mavericks are up by one. And you're like, okay, we've got to figure some stuff out. Here And then all of a sudden, the disaster sequence. This is when it really just like went from, okay, it's starting to slip away, starting to slip away, to absolutely abject disaster. Five minutes left. Luka goes to the free throw line, misses both free throws. Derek Lively gets his fifth foul on a stupid Giannis rebound. Uh, Giannis was was moving before the free throw was even out of Luka's hand, before he even went up for his his like the position of his hand for a free throw shot. He was out of position and he was in the lane. They didn't call anything. Derek Lively gets called for a foul. It's another one of those rookie calls that he's not going to get against a multiple-time MVP, finals MVP. Of course he's not. But then, so Luka misses both the free throws. Derek Lively gets his fifth foul. Milwaukee's now in the bonus, so they're going to take free throws on the other end. Giannis hits both of them, and then all of a sudden it was Mavericks up one, and it turns into Milwaukee up one on the other end. Just like abject disaster in so many different ways multiple ways that that sequence hurt you and then multiple sequence that that multiple ways that that sequence then turned into milwaukee momentum because you have this the you know the the crowd gets into it they feel it. all right we got the lead back all of a sudden that crowd really got into it and then 30 seconds later there's a, a bs foul call on damian lillard where kyrie irving is trying to fight over a screen and you've seen it kyrie's done it luca's done it every star does this play but when their defender is coming around a screen, as soon as they fight over the top of that screen because they can't go under, you're not going under a screen against Damian Lillard. He's going to shoot every time. 
As soon as they fight over the top, Dame pulls up. He rises up immediately to take a shot. And as soon as he does, you expect that kind of contact because the defender, in this case Kyrie, is running at you. So if they're running at you, they've got to get around it, and Damian Lillard just rises up. Kyrie did a great job keeping his hands down, kind of staying away from from Damian Lillard. And I didn't think he fouled him at all. But And there wasn't really a call. And then all of a sudden, the ref from the other side of the court comes running over, calls a foul. It's just another – it. It's another sequence and another situation in the de-escalation, like just the downward spiral that this uh, <laughs> this fourth quarter went in. You have, you know, just kept falling apart for the Mavericks. They couldn't keep up with the Bucks offensively in this quarter in a way that they did in the third quarter, and they outflanked them in the third quarter. They did it in the fourth. Um, and then you just had a couple plays over and over again where there were several points of contact from the Bucks defense to the Mavs offense, and nothing was being called. And We've been over this with, with Luca several times, but he's not getting the body calls that he, he is used to in some games. Some games he gets these calls where you know he'll stop and he'll pull up and he'll get that body contact foul, the one that Damian Lillard got that I was just breaking down, basically. Luca's not getting those body calls against certain officiating crews, and it drives him insane. I thought he did a good job in this game of not letting the refs really get to him in this one, but there's a, there's a play in the third, like in the end of the fourth quarter, three minutes left. You had a foul on three different Mavs players that could have been called if you're watching this. And maybe it's just my vantage point from the broadcast. We're looking up at this high view. I can see over the top of it. The the, the refs are right in there. Maybe there's players in their way. But, man, three different players with the ball that could have been called for a foul, and it just didn't have it. And it got me thinking, this Dallas Mavericks team, especially in the end of this game, was being officiated as if they're trying to trick the refs. The refs were officiating the Mavericks as if they were trying to say, Listen, you're not going to pull one over on us. You're not going to pull this fast one on us. And the Bucks are being officiated like, oh, you guys are so honest in the way that you play basketball. It was just so different to look to looking at either of the two and seeing the foul calls that were, were called. You're telling me Damian Lillard gets 10 free throws, Luka Doncic only gets four? <laughs> like, <laughs> the, the Mavericks and Luka Doncic and, and Mavericks fans are one to talk about about free throws and discrepancy and all that. It just did not seem to match to me, and especially in that fourth quarter. And Milwaukee went on a 24-6 to stretch in the uh, the middle of that fourth quarter where it just went completely downhill for the Mavericks. They took over, and it was what it was. That's how the Mavericks lost this game. Uh, let's talk about some positives, and let's talk about some negatives in this too. I want to talk about Grant Williams. We've got to talk about Luka and Kyrie a little bit more. How did they really get going? So we'll, we'll start with that. Let's talk about Luka and Kyrie. How did they really get going? We'll get into that coming up. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time has the tickets for you. I'm here with some friends right now, and they in, are in Houston, and they went to a John Mayer concert. They loved it, but they're like, man, we had to find a bunch of different ways and figure out how to get tickets, and they wish that it was a lot easier for them. And hey, if they wanted to go to that concert, they want to go to any concert, you can go to Game Time. You can Browse the Game Time app. It's the only ticketing app that gives you the peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you go, so you know exactly what you're getting before you arrive. And you can buy tickets in seconds with two taps. Two taps. You open the Game Time app, you see something you like, two taps, boom, you're going to that thing. Take the guesswork out of it by buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code LOCKDOWNMBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, use the code LOCKDOWNMBA for $20 off. Download the Game Time. Last minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Thanks for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of this show, part of the Raccoon Squad. I gotta say, it's, it's looking Lockdown Maps after dark. 
can't I can't get as as after dark as many of you would like me to be. Maybe we'll do a live show and I'll get I'll get after dark after like a really bad Mavs loss. I didn't think this was a really bad Mavs loss though. So even though it, it appears to be after dark on the video, it's not it's not after dark over here. The vibes are not after dark to me because I think the Mavericks did really play well. If I try to answer my own question, how did the Mavericks do in this test? I feel like the Mavericks showed me some stuff they showed me some things and they showed me all right we can stay with a team and this Bucks team is not this you know overwhelming they're, they're not playing like the Celtics or the Nuggets right now like they're not the best team in the NBA they've got an MVP though they've got Damian Lillard they've got Brooke Lopez still they've got you know they've got that culture and that infrastructure and so I'm looking at that and saying okay this is a great test in on the road too for the Mavericks I think they they did a good job in this test the defense is still broken, but this is one of the best offenses in the NBA in the Bucks, And so I'm not going to think too much on it. I'm not going to, you know, really not sleep at night. Um, first of all, because it's very dark in here, and so I, I will be able to sleep at night here. But I'm not going to not sleep at night because I'm worried about the Mavericks defense. All right, let's start with Luka. Luka was just a killer. <laughs> I thought Luka in this game just kept over and over again. He had 35 points, nine rebounds, or yeah, nine rebounds, nine assists. He just over and over again was attacking Milwaukee's drop. The Milwaukee has been messing with their defense back and forth because they've got a new coach, Adrian Griffin. He tried to change what the Milwaukee does with their defense. Didn't really work for him. And so now they're going back to Brooke Lopez does the drop coverage thing where, you know, the center comes up. Let's say it's Luka has the ball. Derek Lively's coming up to set a screen for him. Derek Lively sets a screen. Brooke Lopez is guarding Derek Lively. Then all of a sudden, the defender that's guarding Luka has to make a decision because He's now getting screened for, and then Brooke Lopez will drop back and like step back into the lane, and Luca will then get to attack that or you know wait for the defender to catch up and you know do maybe they switch or whatever. So Brooke Lopez drops back, and if you're gonna drop back against Luca, guess what he's gonna do? He's gonna step up and he's gonna hit a bunch of jumpers, and that's exactly what he did. 15 of 26 in this game, only took nine threes. He was four of nine from three, so that means he took. What, 15 twos? <laughs> That's just, it's kind of unheard of from Luka to take that many twos in a game, but they were given to him, and so he took them. He took a bunch of twos. He made a bunch of twos in this game. He was just attacking that drop defense over and over and over again. It's how the Mavericks stuck in this game. It's how the Mavericks really got into that third quarter. Um, Luka in that third quarter had 12 points, but the other reason the Mavericks got into that that third quarter and really scored a ton in that, in the second half, Kyrie was fantastic. Just absolutely the Kyrie that we've been waiting for, right? We keep seeing these glimpses of him, and I'm waiting for him to string it together a lot more. But 33 points in the second half, 13 of 19 in the second half, and he was just the aggressive Kyrie Irving you want to see from him. I kind of think that he he needs a little extra motivation here and there because he's 31, right? He's he's in the he's in the second half of his career right now. He's done everything in your career in his career basically. He's been all NBA, he's been all star a couple bunch of times. He has, you know, hit a game one of the biggest shots in NBA history in the finals. He's won a title. He's played with stars. He's played with his buddies. He's made a movie about a fake old guy. Like he's done all the things in his career that you'd want him to do. And so now a regular season game in November, where is that motivation coming from? We saw against the Clippers him going against James Harden motivated him. I think him going against Damian Lillard, I think that fuels him, and I think that, that gets to him because we've seen him now in a couple of these games. All right, I'm, I'm going. They need me, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for it. And I think he can. Like I think he can pull that out of him at any given moment and attack and hit jumper. He took 29 shots. 
He took 29 shots in this game. We're not used to seeing a Kyrie Irving be that aggressive and take that many shots. They absolutely needed him to. He shot 55% from the field. He it was it was all exactly what you want. He was amazing. Plus 13 in this game. He was he scored 39 points total. It's the most we've seen from Kyrie Irving in no, it's not the most in a Mavericks jersey, but it is the most this season from him. He was great. The the aggressive Kyrie Irving that we want to see. And yeah, I hope to just continue. 39 points in under 34 minutes. Because the Mavericks play the, another game tomorrow. They play the, the Sacramento Kings on Sunday at home. They're going to travel for that one all the way from Milwaukee to Dallas. And so I was I was glad that Kid got Kyrie under 34 minutes because now maybe he'll be available for the second night of a back-to-back. We'll see. They didn't play him in the other one, and they didn't play him in Washington. But we'll see what happens with Kyrie Irving. Again, he was just fantastic, a killer in this one. A couple more thoughts on this one. Uh, this is uh, Let's talk about Grant Williams because – if you didn't watch the game, and there's some of you out there, I understand. You can't watch every game. I didn't want, get to watch this game until later. If you didn't watch this game, you'd look at Grant Williams and go, oh, 14 points, he hit four of 10 threes, and Giannis scored 40. Isn't Grant Williams the one that we brought in to guard Giannis? That is correct. That is exactly what it was. But I thought Grant Williams did a great job. I thought he proved, and he continues to prove, that he is a legit playoff-level starter for the Mavericks. What did I say coming into the season? The Mavericks need to, to learn a couple things out of this season. If Luka and Kyrie work, I think this game was another check in the box that, yes, it does. And we we're figuring out what they are. They ran a couple of screens for each other. That, that stuff is invaluable for the Mavericks to get that data to look at going forward. The other thing the Mavericks needed to figure out was, are any of these dudes real? Like, Are any of these dudes able to help in one or two years if they make a finals run? Who's available? Who's going to do that? And I think Grant Williams is proving that he can be a starter in that capacity. Now, you don't want him to be your third best player, which he kind of is right now. You don't want him to do that. Tim Hardaway at times has been their third best player, but you don't want him to do that. But he can be your fourth, fifth. Amazing. He'd be incredible in that role. Four threes, 14 points, seven boards, two assists. One of them was an incredible transition pass to Kyrie. Uh, in the, at, the, at the end of the third quarter, and Kyrie got that and one, put the Mavericks up by six at that point. That was just a great way to cap, to kind of like uh, start, kind of kickstart the middle of that run. Kickstart the middle of the run? No, I just I lost where I was going with that one, and that doesn't make any sense. Kickstart the middle of the run makes no sense. But Grant Williams, I thought, just continues to and. I brought this all up because I wanted to say I thought Grant did a great job on Giannis, stonewalling him, making sure he couldn't get into the paint, couldn't get position. It was all the other stuff. How many times did Giannis score on Grant Williams himself? He, Giannis had 18 field goals made, which is a bunch. 18 field goals made. I, I would I would venture to say like five or six of them were against Grant Williams. A ton of others were against a bunch of other Mavericks where there's all their other kind of actions. Giannis is being guarded by different guys. You know, Derek Lively stepping up with four or five fouls, and he can't really do a ton of, except for just stay vertical against him. He scored a bunch in those ways too. Um, Grant Williams just – I thought he showed his value in this game tonight. Don't let the 40 points fool you. Grant Williams, I thought, did a great job in this game, and I think that he's proving why he's a playoff-level starter for the Mavericks. And that's something the Mavericks needed to figure out. Is he that? I think he is. And I think we're figuring that out early. Derek Lively, I think, proved his impact in this game, too. He was a minus one in this game. I wouldn't take a lot out of that. That third quarter run at the beginning, 
Lively was part of that. He was also part of the fourth quarter run where the Bucks came back and it just came apart for the Mavericks. And I don't know that it was necessarily his fault. So that's where you can't look at single game plus minus and go, oh, he's a minus one. That means he didn't really make an impact. I thought he completely did. Six points, ten boards. They needed all those boards. Mavericks actually won the rebounding battle. I'm looking around for Isaac because the Mavericks won the rebounding battle and they lost the game. Six points, ten boards. He had a block. He had a couple of assists, too. I just thought he He's just so valuable for this team. The things that he does, the way that he was defending, some of the fouls I thought were, were BS, like the one I talked about earlier with Giannis in the free throw line. Like, ugh, Frustrates me. He's going to get rookie calls. I know I've got to not get his fr- – he, he gets maybe less frustrated than I do about some of these fouls that are called against him. But, again, just another solid outing for, for Derek Lively. Played less than 24 minutes, too. Because of that foul trouble, he would have played more, and he's just continued to show that he can play more. I think I think he'll be at thirty minutes a game by, I don't know, like the All Star break. Like I think he'll I think he'll be there because the Mavericks will just keep giving him a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more, and I think it'll go up in levels. It's not going to like gradually increase. I think they're gonna they're, all of a sudden will be like, wow, Derek Lively's playing twenty eight minutes a game or twenty seven minutes a game, and then he'll hit thirty minutes a game, and we'll be like, man, all of a sudden Derek Lively's playing thirty minutes every single night. The fouls definitely have a, a you know a, a factor in this for sure, but he's just showing his impact. It's been awesome. He's been incredible. Uh, we also also mentioned in the fourth quarter. I didn't say this earlier. In the fourth quarter, the Bucks went six of thirteen from three. The Mavericks went three of fifteen. You get a couple more role player threes to go in, and that completely changes the fourth quarter of this game, and completely changes a bunch of stuff for the Mavericks. Uh, Grant Williams went 0 of 4 from 3 in that one in the fourth quarter. Kyrie went 1 of 4. Uh, Tim Hardaway was 2 of 5. He hit a couple. And then Luka missed one. J- Josh, Green, uh, Josh Green missed one. And then on the other side, the Bucks. Uh, Pat Connaughton hit 2 of 4. Giannis hit the 1. A.J. Green, not the NFL wide receiver apparently, hit 1. Um, Cameron Payne hit 1. Like Literally, that's three role players. Connaughton, Cameron Payne, A.J. Green all hit threes. And the Mavericks role players, you got... Two from Tim, and you didn't get one from Josh, who took one. Grant took four, and he didn't make any. So, like, literally, that's the difference. When you got these stars that are both going at each other, then all of a sudden the difference becomes the others, the other guys. And that's why Luca and T- Kyrie, even, and Jason Kidd and Nico Harrison and everybody, was, and Mark Cuban were all talking about this summer. They didn't have the right role players around the Mavericks. They didn't have the right role players around Luca and Kyrie. The, the difference between this win. Could have been those threes, right? And think about all the times that happened last year. Fascinating. This is another thing that I've been tracking that I've been talking about with the subtexters. If you want to subscribe to our subtext, click the link in the description. You'll get texts from me, updates, all kinds of good stuff. I've been tracking the Mavericks and their pace and how they push the pace and get in transition off of live rebounds. And if the Mavericks do this before this game, if the Mavericks did this 21% of the time or more, they won every single one of those games. I think they were 7-0 and when they did that. This is the first game they've ever lost this season where they were pushing the pace off of live rebounds. They pushed it 47% of the time. That's huge. That's such a big number. Uh, that's a ton of – that's half the time, basically, the Mavericks are pushing the ball in transition, trying to get up the floor off of a live ball and off of a live turn uh, – off of a live rebound, and they didn't score enough on it. <laughs> they just really didn't. How many fast break points did they have? It was like under 10, right? Um, they had – not enough fast break points. They weren't converting the nine fast break points. They weren't converting any of those live ball rebounds and pushes into any kind of points. 
That's what you got to do. The Bucks did a great job in transition defense. They got back. They've got Giannis. I mean, you can remember that play from the first quarter where Derek Jones Jr. has like got an open bucket and he's right there. It's him and Damian Lillard going down the other floor because Grant Williams swiped the ball away. Derek Jones Jr. got it. They're running up the floor and all of a sudden he's like, all right, I got a dunk right here. I'm airplane mode. And Giannis is like, hey, guess what? No, you don't. <laughs> he just blocks it, completely smacks it out of his way. And uh, he thought he had a wide open. I mean, that's the stuff that the Bucks can do. That's the stuff their defense can do when you just have guys to get back and are committed to that. And so the Mavericks really didn't take advantage of that. And this is the first game the Mavericks have lost where they pushed the pace. They actually did push the pace after live rebounds. So there you go. So much other stuff from this game, man. We, we saw um, – Mavs pushed the pace. We saw that third quarter run. Luka, Kyrie. Uh, there's disappointing stuff in this game for sure. I'm seeing a lot of the Josh Green talk. He played 19 minutes. Do you remember a thing he did? He had three assists, four rebounds. He's a minus 27. The Mavericks were just outscored those bench lineups. Those bench lineups just got beat really bad. That's not all on Josh Green, obviously, but it shows that those bench lineups were outscored by a ton. I thought we saw good stuff from from Dante Exum. Um Derek Jones Jr. didn't. It was 0 of 7 in this game. I think that's going to happen every once in a while. He's not a scorer. So these games when he has 20 points, are like they have to be, all right, that's awesome, and not we expect this now from him at this point in his career. There you go. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with me on Locked On Mavs. Tomorrow, me and Reggie will be back with Locked On Mavs versus the Kings. Not Locked On Mavs versus the Kings. The Mavs versus the Kings. And so we'll have that game covered for you guys. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Boom.